welcome back to another installment of the Uninformed Gamers. I am one of your hosts, Devin. You also know me as Darkness Tiger, usually leading at the top of every single one of the racing game leaderboards. And I am joined by my brother. You know him. You love him. I, Chameleon. Chris, what's going on? Yo, what's up? It's, it's good to be back. Glad to have you back, my friend. Speaking of friends, we're bringing you the one, the only Rad Dreams Review, Mason. What is up, my good sir? Hello. What is up, guys? It's always good to be back for the podcast. I'm always. looking forward to today because we got some really cool topics to cover. Absolutely. Juicy, juicy, juicy. Juicy. Yes. And as always, whenever we start our podcast, we like to kind of go around the board and see what has been going on with the likes of three uninformed gamers. Uh, I'm just going to arbitrarily choose Mason. What has been going oh, on in your life? Whoa. Yeah. Wow. You, you usually arbitrarily choose Chris. Wow. I know. I'm I, feel, I, I feel honored. You should. <laughs> it's an honor and a privilege. Oh, uh, hey, it is. It really is. Um, no, but in terms of the gaming sphere, uh, let's see, last time we spoke, I mentioned that I gifted my wife the you know, Lego Star Wars game. We haven't had a chance to play it just yet because things have been insanely busy with her schedule. Uh, so we haven't had a chance to play it yet, uh, but I am very much looking forward to playing it because it's been getting very positive reviews. So I am looking forward to it. Um, but in terms of what I've been able to accomplish in gaming, just been playing more Elden Ring. And I finally beat Radon. So that was exciting. Oh, <laughs> that one was a juicy one. Um, the hardest part about that for me was actually f- trying to figure out how the fuck to actually start the festival. Oh, yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, um, I spent more time trying to trigger being able to fight him than actually, like, fighting him. Because it, it took me, like, four or five attempts to beat him. Like, he, he was tough, but he wasn't, like, uh, broken or super challenging or anything like that. Um, it just took a, a couple tries to kind of get his pattern down and then and then beat him. And then prior to, you know, fighting him, I did a lot of like side quests, beat a lot of side bosses. I completed the volcano manor in its entirety. So that was actually a lot of fun. Uh, I, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, Chris. Yes. The volcano manor. Yeah, yeah that was, that was fun. <laughs> um, navigating that whole like trap was very challenging and it, it it took me about two or three days to get through because i kept on dying via like that uh chariot that kept on going up and down the hill i was dying to lava i was just dying back and forth to just random shit and i'm but luckily i got through it hell yeah and then the i beat the boss on top of that mountain who was a mm-hmm. fuck, he was a bastard <laughs> They all are. Honestly, like, I'm surprised you beat Radon so easily. Why is that? I struggled with him for like an hour and a half to really? two hours. 
He was just smoking me. (laughs) Well, like what I did is I I rode on my horse and rode around the map and summoned the the people. And then I fought with them to to bring them down. And that's pretty much the strategy I used. Yeah, it was what was weird when I was fighting him. He just he would just ignore the people and come after me. I'm like, well, oh, really? I was like, well, you you got me, friend. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> but yeah, that that's what I've been up to. And uh, what about you, Chris? What have you been up to? Yeah, yeah. Um, let's think. So I've been still playing a lot of Destiny. Still really enjoying that. They've got this Very like. Good guardian games festival thing going this week which is which is fun mm-hmm. um it's like a like an event week where you do like different things than typical and get, unlock like different gear and weapons and stuff like that which is fun um i also did start a game called dungeon of Nahalbeck, uh the amulet of chaos chicken edition <laughs> um it's on game pass and it's it's really funny. It's kind of honestly, it's kind of like an animated like D&D game. Like um it's like turn-based and the the characters are comical. Like mm. they're they're like voice acting's done really well. Their lines are catchy and funny. Um it's a really fun it's a really fun time. I think you would like it cuz you played Divinity. Yeah, so it gives yeah. me that feel. I'm I'm a big big fan of Divinity, so I, <laughs> I you'll have to like link that to me or something so I can check it out. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Well, that's about it for me. What about you, Devin? What have you been up to? Well, uh, as you guys know, I do a lot of traveling for work, and uh, and I love how I feel like I start almost every one of my sentences with that. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, because it's facts. It facts. So I am currently uh, in Brazil, and I actually have not brought my. Uh, or my xbox with me and i think that might change for next trip because i've actually done literally zero gaming i check in on Forza. i know i check in on forza horizon 5 uh streaming on my iphone because my surface pro can't play any of the games that i download it um so i think next time i might actually bring a console with me because it's just mm-hmm. it's, it's been a mongovi <clears throat> however i have been checking out a couple different movies and tv shows and um, I was on TikTok, and one of the movies they recommended to me was a movie on Hulu called Memories of Murder. Have you guys ever heard of this? I have not heard of it, but it sounds like something that I would like. I have not heard of it either. Well, it's actually a Korean thriller movie. Ooh, okay. Oh, okay. So, yes, it's very, it's very, very good. It was, I want to say it was based in the, uh, the late 80s uh, in Korea, as they're trying to unsolve the mystery of the very first serial killer in Korea. Oh, that's is, that sounds so is this, very interesting. So, is this based on a true story, or is it is it made up? It's based on a true story. It's it takes oh, shit. elements. Nice. It, it takes elements of the real life story <laughs> to put a movie. Obviously, the entire movie is not the exact story. Oh yeah, you yeah, get, yeah. You get the general gist. Yeah, it's it's kind of like with like um, the Zodiac movie. Oh yeah, exactly that. And the uh, the leading character, um, I believe, is also the guy from Parasite. Oh, nice. He's a very good actor. Oh, he did a phenomenal job. And uh, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed watching him and everything that he's did. Um, mm-hmm. So if you get the opportunity, it's on Hulu. I won't spoil it. It's the entire thing is subtitled. But I think it's probably one of my better movies that I've watched this year. Nice. Uh, 
Um, like, uh, I, speaking of Parasite, if you haven't watched it, for those listening, please do yourself a favor and watch it. It is a phenomenal film. I have yeah. not seen that one. It is amazing. Like, I, I honestly think it is a, a masterpiece. I think it is a pretty good film. Uh, I'm not entirely sure how it became the uh, winner of the year, picture of the year, uh, but I thought I, I did thoroughly enjoy it. Um, I mean, uh, I, I can see how it did, but that, that this is me. I ended up watching two murder mystery movies, uh, obviously Memories of Murder being one, and the second one being a movie that I was super excited for, Death on a Nile. Oh, yeah. Really want to see that, actually. That looked really cool. It's on Hulu, and it's currently on Hulu as well as HBO Max. I Gal Gadot's in that, right? Yes, uh, Gal Gadot, um, the recurring character uh, from the original movie, The Original Detective. It's It's got quite a few famous actors, but I'm drawing blanks right now because I just worked a full day. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It is on uh, Hulu and HBO Max. I will say, uh, out of the two, I thoroughly much more appreciated um, Memories of a Murder. So it's got Army Hammer, Gal Gadot, Tom Bateman, Lita Wright, Russell Brand as a doctor. So it's got a pretty star-studded cast. But uh, to be honest with you guys, I didn't love it. Okay, that's and fair. I, and I loved Murder on the Orient Express. I just didn't love this one because I don't like pre- predictable thrillers. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. And, and that's what this was. Yeah. So, and Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, uh, that's what I really enjoyed a lot about Knives Out, where it was very unpredictable. Oh, absolutely. That was so good. So like, good. I was I was so shocked at how much I liked that movie. Same. I, I like Daniel Craig in almost anything he does. <laughs> like, it, was, it was really refreshing to see him in that kind of a role, too. Yeah, and moving away from the James Bond series. Yeah. Like, he's a good actor beyond James Bond. Like, I've seen a lot of his stuff beyond yeah. that and like he he's he's very good because he did girl with a dragon tattoo as well uh yep. with rooney mara um he did he's done a couple different things and um i hope we see him more now that the uh he's no longer playing james bond yeah uh but let's get into it uh first thing yes. i want to say to you guys is uh may the fourth be with you happy star wars day yes happy star wars day may the fourth be with you as well Hell yeah, Star Wars. Now, I uh, I celebrate this day every single year with my wife. Really? I do indeed. We go to this popular restaurant by us that you guys should know. Those listening, I don't know if you do know because it's more of an Ohio thing, but it's called The Melt. Hey. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, basically, it is a restaurant where you can have gourmet grilled cheese sandwiches and they have vegan options for vegan cheese which is very good news for me because i am lactose intolerant hey learning so so they they can uh, facilitate my dietary restrictions and my needs very easily and they usually have a theme menu that does star wars stuff uh so that is very exciting and then afterwards what we like to do is we like to watch the original trilogy uh, you know, back to back to back. Yeah. And we don't do it all in one day, but uh, we do say. it. No, we, we usually spread it out. But yeah, we, we love to observe Star Wars Day, love to celebrate it. So big fans over here. Here's a random piece of trivia for you. 
Uh, when was the first recorded reference of someone saying, may the fourth be with you? I honestly couldn't tell you. Chris, do you have an idea? Nope. Here's a, this is actually interesting because it is completely unrelated. The first recorded reference of the phrase being used was on May 4th, 1979. The day huh. after Margaret Thatcher, Margaret Thatcher was elected as prime minister of the United Kingdom. Her political party, the Conservatives, placed a congratulatory advertisement in the London Evening News saying, may the fourth be with you, Maggie. Congratulations. So huh. may the fourth be with you started with Margaret Thatcher. Hey, how about that? That's funny, actually. That is right? really funny. And speaking, uh, go ahead. I was going to say, speaking on uh, Star Wars and, and the holiday itself, do you guys uh, celebrate? Nope. Nope, don't celebrate at all. Ah. <laughs> I barely celebrate Christmas. Ah, boo. <laughs> well, well, since this is a uninformed gaming podcast, do you guys at least have a favorite Star Wars game? I do. I'll go to get us out of the way. I've played one, so I guess it's my favorite Star Wars <laughs> game. <laughs> so, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, you're the only Star Wars game I have literally ever played. How, so, the shout-out goes to you. How is fair, that fair. remotely possible, Chris? Like, you, like... You want to know Jedi why? Fallen, Jedi Fallen Order is, like, what, the 17th game? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, here it is. I didn't watch Star Wars as a kid. So, I am, what, uh, I turned 32 this year. So at 32 years old, about three years ago, I watched all of the star, the, the, the one through six. I did it in the right order. I don't know the fucking order, like off the top <laughs> of my head because it's stupid. Um, but I did it in the right order. So don't, don't ask me. I just know the prequel. You watch that second. You start, um, you start, you start number four, then you go to five. Yeah, six, dumb. One, two, three. <laughs> That's confusing <laughs> and stupid. Um, <laughs> so I watched that and then I watched the newer uh, stuff minus like, uh, what was it? Han Solo movie. I didn't watch that. Yeah. Yeah. Solo. Um, I think you would like Solo. I heard it was really boring and stupid. So I just That's like, I think was... like it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I didn't. So like, so that's why. So like, I just never got into Star Wars. So after watching it, I think the originals is shit. But that's just just because it just looked horrible. Mm -hmm. It was very, it was very dry and boring. It was there was a lot of dead moments. But they're saving graces. They built a fantastic universe. I think it's easily one of the best like sci-fi universes ever created. Um. I didn't like, I don't like uh, Lucas. I don't like his like writing style. I just don't. I think yeah. it's, it's very dry. Um, but yeah, like that's, that's just, that's the only reason I've only ever played the one game. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. What about you, Devin? Uh, see, everybody's probably going to know what mine is. And it's and I probably the most popular one of all time. Uh, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, the original. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's a very good one. Like I think that was easily probably the best Star Wars game of all time. Mm -hmm. I have I played other Star Wars games. The most recent one being Star Wars Squadron, and um, I just it it doesn't. They're just not as good as what I recall Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic being. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I have very fond memories of of that game as well. What about you, Mason? What's your number one Star Wars game? I mean. It'll have to be Knights of the Old Republic as well. <laughs> no, seriously, like for um, sure. The, 
there are other <clears throat> Star Wars games. Like my top like five, I would say would be like Knights of the Old Republic, uh, Battlefront uh, one and two, in that order. And then I would choose Star Wars: The Force Unleashed because I thought that game was fucking amazing. I remember Force yeah. Unleashed, yeah. And like Star Killer is so cool. And just being able to play as, you know, Darth Vader's like secret apprentice is just really dope. And you get to play as Darth Vader as well and Merc some Wookiees. So that was fun. (laughs) And and then like the fifth one that I actually really enjoy and still play kind of off and on whenever the mood strikes is uh, Star Wars, the Old Republic. Yeah. Yeah. The The online game. Yeah. I've heard of that one. I heard really yeah. good things about that as it's well. A, it's a solid game. Uh, yeah. A lot of fun and it's free to play. So, yeah. I don't know if I can even give you a top five. I think I can get the most I can give you is like at least a top four. Yeah. So obviously, Knights of the Old Republic would be one. Yes. Um, I agree. I'm, I'm definitely going to take um, one out of your page and literally go with uh, The Force Awakens because that one was okay. really good. Uh, after that, we're actually getting into some racing territory. So, Star Wars Rogue Squadron. Oh, what, what, Devin? Not pod racing for the N64? No, because I never played pod racing. We never had it. <laughs> <laughs> what? You don't I, like I'm, Star I'm, Wars X-Wing from 1993? I am, <laughs> a, I am ashamed. <laughs> Sorry. I, so I, you're I, telling I, me... Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, Chris. Go ahead. <laughs> I was like, so you're telling me The Force Unleashed wasn't your uh, in your top. No, well, it was in the top like four, but I wouldn't like rank it any higher than that. Like I, I just love Knights of the Republic that much. Hmm. Um, okay. So yeah, that would that would be my numbers right there. Um, but random other fun fact for you: in 2011, the first organized celebration of Star Wars Day took place in Toronto, Canada, at the Toronto hmm. Underground Cinema, produced by Sean Ward and Alice Quinn. Festivities included an original trilogy trivia game show a costume contest with celebrity judges, and the web's best tribute films, mashup, parodies, and remixes of the big screen. The second annual edition took place on Friday, May 4th, 2012. And since 2013, the Walt Disney Company has officially observed the holiday with several Star Wars-themed events and festivities at Disneyland, as well as Walt Disney World. Mm -hmm. I've always wanted to go to Disney during, like, the Star Wars Day, it's just it's very hard for my wife and I to get it off of work and obviously yeah. you know, a- afford to to go it's down expensive. there because yeah. it is insanely expensive. We we've gone before, but the last time we went was shoosh, what was it like? I think it was like two thousand seventeen. Wow. Maybe? Okay. Yeah. It's it, it's been a while since we've we've been like because we went after. Uh, her and I got married and uh, it was you know, it was a, a two or so years after that, you know, after our honeymoon and all that jazz. Yeah. But it, it's a, it's definitely worth going. It's just you really got to save up for it. Yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. I've actually never been down there to Disney. Yeah. So it's worth uh, going. I plan to go one day. Yeah. It's definitely worth going. It's a lot of fun as an adult. Um, I've, I've gone twice, once as a kid and then once as an adult. Nice. Nice. You guys want to hear a really unpopular opinion about Star Wars? That your favorite uh, character is Jar Jar Binks? 
He was dope. Um, <laughs> when he put his tongue in the, in the electric thing. <laughs> My thug. <laughs> what is your unpopular opinion? I thought the prequels were better than the originals. Ooh, <laughs> you know, I, honestly, I don't think that's an unpopular opinion because when you when you came into the series. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> People hated that I had that opinion. I was like, yeah. well... It is what it is. It just seemed better to me. I mean, while I disagree with your opinion, right? right. I mean, you you are you are entitled to it. You are entitled (laughs) to wrong opinion, and we appreciate you for having it. Um, What was your favorite Star Wars movie, Chris? I think I think you'll redeem yourself with this one. My favorite Star Wars movie, probably. It was that standalone one. Rogue One. Rogue One. Rogue One. Rogue One. Yeah, yeah. That was the best one. Yeah, that's definitely like my favorite as well. Like, yeah, Rogue One was so good. They did a fantastic job. Um, I think if they do any more Star Wars movies, they need to just stop with the the Skywalker. You know, like yeah, let's, yeah. let's focus on someone else, well, like like a different family. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's look at a different family or something. that. <laughs> I, I did watch the next trilogy, and that character was just good at everything, <laughs> and I was just confused. <laughs> yeah, it, we'll talk about that at a different time because we only have so much time on the podcast because we yeah, have for sure. stories to get to. Um, yeah, I think one of the, the stories we're, we're going to start off with is one that we kind of joked about for a very long time, <laughs> and it's finally I'm- coming to the surface. I'm kind of shocked that we're talking about it again, to be real. Well, I, yeah. nope. Well, here's the thing. We weren't supposed to be talking about it. It was a leak. <laughs> yeah, right? If, if, if anything that we learned this week is that this is the week of leaks. And yes. uh, we're going to talk, we won't talk about the major leak of the, of the week, but we will talk about Skull and Bones. So, oh, boy. What, what was leaked was six minutes of gameplay. And in that six minutes, uh, we've discovered that this game is going to be very disappointing. <laughs> we so all right. Let, let's 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 step yeah, take a yeah, step back. Let's take yeah. a step back. Yeah. So rewind, rewind. This is Ubisoft's game. That's a pirate game. Yes. And this thing has been in development a very long time. Yes. It has wasted a incredible amount of money. I forget the number, but I remember it being absolutely insane. I believe in the hundreds of millions. <laughs> yeah. Very, very expensive. And there was some leaked footage that uh, I'm not sure where it came from, but I went and watched it. And it was basically them showing off the game and doing their like, yeah, so this is what Skull and Bones is, you know? And what we found was, Okay, this is not Assassin's Creed Black Flag. <laughs> that's one thing we have to remember that this was originally was going to be a spinoff to Assassin's Creed Black Flag. They were yep. apt, they were going to take the same engine and they were just going to repurpose it into its own individual pirate game. It originally yep. was going to start off as a PvP game, and that went to shit. And now what we've got is a resource management pirate game. It doesn't have a whole lot of exploration behind it. Yep. So, like, I, I, you're basically always on the ship unless you're at the port, and that's the only time you get to walk around and talk to anyone. Um, I don't, I don't know, like, 
if there's even PvP. I was, I have no idea. Um, you're, you like, even when you're like, like mining, I'm doing that with like air quotes, mining materials for like to make your boat better and do whatever you do with that to sell it or whatever that material goes to. You sit, at, you sit on your ship <laughs> and you fire at the island at the spot, like the rock and it breaks apart and you get the material. Like yeah. it is so odd. There's, there's even that's, one where you that sounds super weird. It does. It it looked weird too. There's one <laughs> it looks silly. Where you have to also like capture like logs or whatever and for your like ship. And the way they do is they just have your boat pulling up to a bunch of trees and just sitting there while it cuts them down. It's like <laughs> those old Facebook games they used to play. Just sitting there and waiting for it to happen. And get this, if you do not manage your resources accordingly your your uh sailors will mutiny and they will kick you off the ship really (laughs) and and i'm like i don't want to manage any of this and the thing that got people most upset because believe it or not people were very upset was that there was no when it came time to board a ship Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag made boarding exciting because you actually had to do fighting. This continued, I believe, in Origins. It continued in Rogue and it continued in Odyssey where you're actually fighting to board that ship. You actually do eliminate a certain amount of enemies. When you board a ship in Black Flag, it is just the cutscene. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) That's not even fun. No, it's not. And people were upset because they're like, you took all of the fun things away from Black Flag to make a game that doesn't seem fun at all. Yeah, that's trash. And if you want to continue, if you want to watch the gameplay demo, it's actually it did get pulled, but it is now back on YouTube. Um, I believe, it's back, <laughs> yeah, because people are quick. Uh, it's called uh, under SBD Gaming, so you can pull it up from there and check it out. But as of right now, the community is not for this. The community is very no. against Ubisoft right now, and that never happens. It's so like the, the the real problem with this is they took everything away that made Black Flag special. And to say that this was a like spinoff is like just it completely incorrect. This is a totally different game. Yeah. And it's 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 nothing good. <laughs> I was just going to say that it sounds completely different. OK, so here was the official total. The official total to de- design and develop this game <laughs> was two hundred million dollars. <laughs> and so they're just <laughs> they have to release it at yeah. some point you know <laughs> they're, they're going to release it and it's going to be a live service game which means it's going to be getting constant and consistent updates to make it eventually moderately decent now yeah. when you go into the comments of these articles one of the things that people compare this to most is sea of thieves yeah mm-hmm. Because they're just like this is we wanted see if a real life realistic sea of thieves. We didn't want this crap. <laughs> no, no one wants that. And I don't even think Ubisoft wants it. But I think they're at the point where yo, we have to release something at some point. Yeah, they and they they really do. Like like bottom line is they're trying to make a dollar and. It's the, some, someone's gonna buy this game and, and like keep it going for a little bit, you know. Yeah, Dana. Um, there's there's gonna be some sort of streamer gets his hands on it and is going to like <laughs> try and get a following going in it for a bit. It'll probably die off for a while. They'll make some updates and it might if if they're good, 
they might be able to make like a no uh no man's sky kind of comeback but in its current shape it's complete shit and honestly i don't know where that 200 million dollars went to but yeah i I, I don't know either dude Uh, probably to their ceo and uh their teams like there but is ubisoft known to like really continuously do updates for their failing games no absolutely not yeah i didn't think so and i'm a big fan of pirate games i'm probably my favorite games might actually be pirate games and it's sad because we don't have a whole lot of them left so i probably am going to probably pick this up assuming i can get it on discount and assuming it's like a um uh, what's the word i'm looking for if it's on one of the game passes or whatever yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. plus but as of right now i think that um Ubisoft has a failure on its hands, and there's literally nothing you can do about it. Well, it's basically like the law of diminishing returns. It's just like they've already sunk so much money into it. It's just like, well, shit. Yeah, yeah. right. (laughs) You literally have to do it. But since we're talking about Ubisoft, apparently Ubisoft is going to be retiring one of their IPs, and that never happens for Ubisoft. Um, Do you guys remember? Have you guys ever played Watch Dogs? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I played a, like a very, very small amount. Brief. Of it. I played the first one, and I played it for about 15 minutes, and I didn't really care for it. I just thought it was okay. Uh, I skipped the second. I absolutely skipped the third. But I always thought that they, were, they had a great concept behind them. Basically, yeah, yeah. Basically a, a, a high-tech Grand Theft Auto slash Assassin's Creed. Well, the problem is Watch Dogs has never really been a AAA title for Ubisoft. Assassin's Creed has always been their bread and butter, followed by Far Cry, followed by Rainbow Six, uh, and a couple little things here and there. So Watch Dogs has kind of always been on the back burner. And apparently Ubisoft realized this too. And they are now officially going to be retiring the Watch Dogs series. That's sad. So like, um, I didn't really get into it. I it's still on my list to like really like dedicate some time to like play through it. I, I tested it on um, Sadia was what I actually played it on. So I barely got to play it very much. Um, so I would like, it's a series that has some, it has some potential. Yeah. It just, it never reached that potential. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think it is a good idea to put it on the back burner for a few years and, Let's say let's come back to it in ten years or so. See see if they they've got like some fresh ideas on their in their mind, some ways to make this this title different enough but good. Um, but I hope it's not just one of those franchises that just goes away to die. I think yeah. it, I think it still deserves a chance. So you don't think it should be like Red Dead Redemption with uh, Rockstar right now? No, they're assholes. <laughs> <laughs> they don't really, they don't really shit for that game, and it's depressing because I would play it if they did. <laughs> Jeez, why? Yeah, you call I it? mean, Grand Theft Auto's their their poster child, without a doubt. They've released it for like fifteen years. Actually, <laughs> it feels be, like. To be fair, Grand Theft Auto Online is their poster child. Yeah, yeah, fair, fair. <laughs> right. GTA V in particular at this yeah. point in time. Grand, Grand, uh, Rockstar's uh, Grand Theft Auto V is basically like Skyrim. Yeah, without a doubt. Those two invented the the remake after remake after. They're like, hey, you guys keep on buying them. Why not? And dude, it's it's so funny because I swear I re- I read an article 
And that was like almost word for word what they said. They're oh, like, really? well, we, you guys keep buying this, so we keep releasing. Yeah, I mean, it's not their fault. Like, <laughs> right. It's like, okay. Like, vote vote with your wallet. It, it's And that's so true. You that know? is so true. That's literally the reality of the situation. Your people are, as you said, people are still spending their money on this. So why would why would they not? Why would they change it up? Yeah, yeah. exactly. And I'm hoping that um, Ubisoft doesn't permanently show up, but I do hope that they take a break, revitalize, and come back stronger than ever with Watch Dogs. Um, we will see. Yeah. Uh, let's move over to something that. Um, Another game company that has a tendency to produce the same game. We're talking about Final Fantasy. Yep. Square, Square Enix ha, has sold off a lot for yes, a they very, have. for a very cheap price. Yeah, yeah. when uh, when the price was revealed, I was shocked at like how low it was. Honestly. Yeah, me too. Like I, I actually couldn't believe they did it. <laughs> I was like, "Wow, only three hundred mil." Wow. You know, you could kind of see the writings on the walls a little yeah. bit with this one. Yeah. Because Square was like treating like Crystal Dynamics like they they weren't able to develop shit. <laughs> no, it is unfortunate because like I, I actually really liked um, Tomb Raider uh, for me. Yeah, Tomb Raider was good. And then I, I love Deus Ex Machina. I never got to play them, but... They're really I've good heard games. really good things. Yeah, about they're that. oh my gosh, they're so great. Um, very very fun. I always used to call it uh, back in the the day Deuce. <laughs> oh yeah, Deuce, Deuce, X. Deuce, X. Yeah, drop, drop that Deuce. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Watch I thoroughly enjoy. I love the Tomb Raider series. The, the uh, Crystal Dynamics Tomb Raiders actually got me back. so good. Oh, so good. Yeah, definitely. Um, but one of the reasons as to like why um, this is happening is because Square Enix has been kind of verbal for quite a long time that some of their games don't really make as much money as they wanted it to. Yeah. And it's crazy to me, honestly. But the problem is, is cost. And the two games that generally, whenever I was doing research, the two, ga- jam- uh, the two games that come to mind um whenever we talk about this is the avengers the live action service the avenger game yeah and marvel's guardians of the galaxy and so like all right i feel like square forced crystal like i don't know for sure but i feel like square forced crystal dynamic to make marvel a a online games as a service game when they didn't want it to be because I, do I like think that's that was, the problem with yeah, it. I do feel like that was a corporate decision as well. I, I can't, yeah. I obviously can't prove it. You know, it's right. all, it's all speculation, but typically like the general consensus is with um, gaming companies is, you know, using games for services. They're usually against it, especially yeah. like um, those types of companies. There are those, however, that fall in the minority that love the games as service model, such as like Konami. Yeah. And, and um, um, who, who makes uh, the FIFA games? EA. Oh, EA. Yeah, EA. <laughs> like EA that's, loves it. Like that's their bread and butter. It's kind of like what they're known for is like all the microtransactions and and yep. shit like that. But with um, Crystal Dynamics, Ubisoft, um, they they usually don't make a habit of that. Yeah, and I think I really think the Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy game struggled. 
because I don't really think it was marketed that well. Well, here's the problem. Okay. Here was the problem with Guardians of the Galaxy. After the disaster, which was the Avengers, because everybody everybody, yeah. hated, everybody hated the lot. Let's be honest. People hated that live service Avengers. Oh, yeah. It was trash. It was That's trash. Yeah. If you would have made the Avengers more like Guardians of the Galaxy. It would have done amazing. Top tier. Top tier. Easily. They both probably would have been top tier. But I'm 100% yeah. in agreement with you, Chris, when you said they didn't really market it. Because I remember them it being like at a game show or whatever. But I mm-hmm. don't remember. I don't remember a whole lot of press behind Guardians of the Galaxy. No, no there was really not a lot of press. It was more uh, reliant on word of mouth. Yeah, and, and the fact that it was a Guardians of the Galaxy game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, when, oh, go ahead. No, but what I don't think was marketed was actually how good of a game this was going to be, because when I booted up Guardians of the Galaxy for the first time. I for about five minutes, I actually just sat there because if Chris, you've played Guardians of the Galaxy. The first yeah. the first literal scene of the Guardians of the Galaxy is you just sitting in your room listening to music. It's so cool. That is, that is really cool. <laughs> I just sat there for about five to ten minutes with my headset in, just enjoying the music, just looking around the mu- room and enjoying the yes. vibe. Yes, that's exactly what I did as well. <laughs> and it was so uh, Mason, have you gotten to play it yet or no? Uh, I have not yet, but Mason, I, put this on your put, bump this up to your backlog. <laughs> I will. Your it, game backlog. It, it is in my backlog. It is. Bump it up. <laughs> Move it from yeah. sixty-three to one. I've been I've been stuck on Elden Ring. All right. No, that, no, that's that's totally fair. I uh, so like I don't know. I feel like Square Square called Crystal Dynamics out on some garbage that honestly really isn't their fault. Like marketing is probably Square Enix's job to do that. Um, they were like under square, they were probably just designing the game. Um, and then I, I seriously feel in my heart of hearts <laughs> again, don't know this for a fact, but I really think they forced that stupid online games as a service thing on Marvel. Well, um, well one of the other things that we haven't talked about is the uh, licensing, how much money square yeah. probably had to spend cool. to just get the Marvel and uh, Guardians of Galaxy licensing. And Disney so, got paid, baby. Disney's <laughs> always getting paid. So, <laughs> so with the Avengers, I think because that was a bigger uh, licensing deal than Guardians of the Galaxy, they probably had no choice but to make it a, a live service because you kind of have to keep that gravy train running. Where, yeah. Whereas Guardians of the Galaxy, I think they're just like, you know what? We already have the licensing. Just make something with this. Do whatever you want. And you got Guardians of the Galaxy, which turned out to be phenomenal, and you got <laughs> Avengers, which was supposed to make money, turned out to be crap. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what's funny that I also I read an article on? Square said that Tomb Raider underperformed, even which though... Is, which is crazy. Yeah, yeah. Even though it sold way more copies than the original did. It was like it was like the this this current Tomb Raider series sold like 20-something million copies. The originals only sold like five or something. Well, <laughs> it's just, it's just like, well, that's overperforming, <laughs> like you, strictly. You want to know something else that's hilarious to me regarding this entire transaction with um, Crystal Dynamics? Hmm. What's up? And you'll get a kick out of this, both of you will, because I don't know if you saw this or not. But while we were speaking on this topic, it made me remember who Square Enix. Uh, sold Crystal Dynamics 2. Um, I don't know if you know this, and I don't know if those listening know this, but I find this hilarious to me. 
Uh, they sold it <clears throat> to this company called um, the Embracer Group. Mm-hmm. They are known for drum roll, please, and get a shot <laughs> because they're known for NFTs and blockchains. Oh, oh great. So what makes this hilarious to me is that the NFT market collapsed just as Square Enix sold uh, uh, Crystal Dynamics to this blockchain. I I do remember this because the reason Square Enix sold uh, all of these different studios was because they themselves wanted to get ready for the blockchain and more towards AI and and NFTs. And after they sold, the NFT market literally dropped 90%. Yes, it did. <laughs> and I'm glad it did. Same. Same. And, and side, oh, sorry, go ahead. sidebar, Warren Buffett, the uh, leader of Berkshire Hathaway Investment Group, was actually doing a conference in Nebraska. And yeah. the question of uh, cryptocurrency and NFTs came along. And he said, if you if I if somebody offered me a to buy one percent in all of the property in the United States for twenty five billion dollars, I would do it. If somebody mm-hmm. offered me one percent uh, to buy with twenty five billion dollars to buy one percent of all the land in the United States, I would do it. He said, if somebody offered me all of the Bitcoin and NFTs in the world for twenty five dollars, I wouldn't take it. That is funny as hell. Well, because <laughs> he knows it, it's so it's so volatile. He literally, that's what he said. He's like, it's not tied to anything besides assumptions. You, It doesn't do anything for you. It doesn't make anything for you. And literally the price is just based off what the price is until it's no longer the price. And he pulled mm-hmm. out a dollar bill. He was like, this actually does have money backage. It is backed by the United States. Whether people like it or not, yes, it is just paper. However, this paper holds a lot of power. Yes, it yep. does. And, Whereas and- NFTs have literally no tangible value at all. And I None. love to see the NFT market crashing. It is my favorite part of my day. Yeah, I want to see it crash and burn. Same. Same. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so let's change uh. Let's change topics a little bit. Let's hop out of our plane of topics and land into a golden parachute. Oh, God. Man, <sighs> don't you love that transition, by the way? Uh, that, no, no, that was good because, <laughs> because this next topic kind of goes hand in hand with <sighs> how, how often we talk about like NFTs and shit. Yeah, yeah, there's another thing we talk a lot about. So we have have talked about the uh, CEO of Activision Blizzard, Bobby Mm -hmm. Kotick, for quite a while. We we talk about him so much. He should he pays he should pay us royalties. Well, we always talked about what is Microsoft going to do now that they bought Activision Blizzard? Will they keep Bobby? Will they fire Bobby? What will happen? Well, what people were assuming is like, oh, they're going to fire him. He's going to get a golden parachute of I think. They believed it was originally going to be like uh, sixteen million or fourteen point four million dollars, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, apparently that turned out to be false. After securities filing on April 29th, we now know that Codex potential compensation between the four point three million shares he already owns and the two point two million he is still entitled to acquire, if he so wishes, totals up to more than a five hundred million dollar golden parachute if he were to leave. Jeez. That's wild. That's just so much fucking money. I cannot believe that he's gotten away with that. That seems like robbery. Well, when you own the company, you can write whatever check you want to write. Yep. I know, but he has, like, he's, he's even as a CEO, you have a board. And 
the board signed off on that in like, some way, shape, or form. He hired the entire board. <laughs> I I know it's just it's just crazy to me that somebody would be like, yeah, yeah, man, yeah, you you take five hundred mil. <laughs> it's just I'm just like, nah, bro, you sit there, you hired me. I'm gonna keep your ass in check because now you can't get rid of me. <laughs> I was on this board. I was for a House of Cards movement in a second. I'd be like, why would we give this dick five hundred million dollars? You give you could we can spread that between all of us and not yeah. him. Yeah, cut him could, out of it. We cut him out. We write ourselves a new contract. <laughs> Shareholders on our side. They don't care about him. That makes me really worry. Like, what about the rest of that board? What yeah, are they right? getting? Oh, what the are they getting? That, the rest of that board is also awesome. like what do you think about sixty nine? Why do you think it was sixty nine billion dollars, Chris? <laughs> it's fucking insane, bro. Uh, Sony bought a budget for three point six billion. Microsoft bought Bethesda for like seven billion. Why is Activision, Activision Blizzard worth six seventy nine or seventy billion dollars? Oh, because the share the executives on that board wrote <laughs> themselves a contract. <laughs> oh my god, Absolute it's so funny. Insanity. It is Ugh. disgusting, and I I, mm. I just fire him so he can go away. I am tired. Yeah. He's, I'm, I'm tired of looking at his face, to be honest with you guys. I am too. He, he, he has, like, one of those faces that's, like, easily punchable. A punchable just, face. Like that, uh, like the guy from Step Brothers, I just hate your face. <laughs> like, he's, there's nothing you can do about it. He's like, are you, are you sure there's nothing? No. I just want to just punch it. <laughs> what you call it? Literally same. But let's go to something a little bit more positive. Yes. As we all know, E3 is officially canceled. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, there's not going to be a digital event. So uh, it's been on different companies to kind of take over of that responsibility. And Xbox slash Bethesda have decided, you know what? On June 12th, we're going to do our own sort of like E3 showcase. And it was revealed that they're going to do about 90 minutes. Now, there are a bunch of rumors and conjectures as to what they're going to unveil. Some people are going to probably criticize Microsoft because they're going to release do a lot of like third party stuff. But people forget that Microsoft now has about, what, the, the initiative, which I think is like 23 and not including actually yeah. 23 different studios. Yep. Um, Got a ton. Real quick, what do you guys want to see? What do you guys want to see out of the X, uh, Xbox Bethesda Showcase? What is, what is something <laughs> you're most excited for? I have one game I'm most excited for. All right. I'm going to do my joke one. Jade Empire, of course. Of course. Um, every year, I'm going to tweet Phil Spencer right now. <laughs> um, so for me, uh, all right, number one, I'm going to go Avowed. Really? Okay. Okay. Yep. It's it's a really hard. It's all. It, there's three that are really close, but Avowed, I'll just give it to number one. Hmm. Okay, Mason, what about you? What about you? Uh, hmm. I mean, I do think there's going to be more coverage on Halo. I do think that uh, in terms of the, you know, the newest one that that came out, there's going to, they almost have to talk about that. Um, They'll probably touch on, oh man, this is, this is really going to be, tough in terms of um my my uh, guessing of the rumors what would you Maybe, what, would, what would be one that you really want to see i would like to see like a <laughs> you'll laugh at this but i would actually like to see like a remaster uh or like a re- no, of no a, a remaster <laughs> or a remake of elder scrolls oblivion 
Oh, okay. I can respect that. I actually, respect that. Um, I, I like that. Yeah. No, no more Skyrim. <laughs> um, I do think we'll see more God of War. Um, I do no, 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 no. This is Xbox, brother. This is Xbox. I thought, I, I, God of War. I thought God of War is uh, multi-console now. No, it is not. I thought it no. was. Or is mm-hmm. it, so that's strictly uh, PlayStation now. Strictly yep. PlayStation. Ah, okay. It's on PC, but it's not on Xbox. Okay, got yeah. it. Okay, my my mistake then. But yeah, that would be that would be like my wish, I guess, is like a yeah. remake of um, Elder Scrolls Oblivion. I don't think we'll get it. Um, I want to see Fable. Yep, that was one of my top three. <laughs> yeah, um, I do want to see that. Um, there was also a rumor that I heard of a possible addition into the Perfect Dark series. Yep. Yeah, yeah, we haven't seen it yet, but yeah, it's been worked on by actually by the initiative. <laughs> oh, yeah. cool. And I think Crystal Dynamics is also part of that team. I could be wrong, though. Okay. Yes, they are. They are co-developing that with uh, Crystal Dynamics. But yeah, the, I guess the biggest thing I want to see is uh, Fable. See, That's I'm, awesome. Yep. I'm agreeing right there with you, Mason. My number one game is I need to see something out of Fable. Yeah. It's been far too long since we've had any Fable content. And everybody's going to be like, oh, we want to see Starfield. Oh, yeah, Starfield is up there, too. We can't wait. Yeah. But for some reason, Fable is just going to my inner soul i cannot wait oh yeah i oh god i want it so bad uh same i, I expect to see some forza motorsport uh because they're yeah bringing, oh yeah 100 percent. without bringing, a doubt they're bringing the series back but what i'm actually probably also really excited for is the stuff that we have yet to hear about like the last same this last same. the last five minutes of the xbox but that's the showcase i mark my words uh on uh, the may 4th that there is going to be a completely unannounced game we've never heard of that is going to blow yes. our minds. I agree. Or, or we could have heard of it, and it's going to be Jade Empire. And it's going to be Jade Empire. <laughs> it's going to be Jade Empire or Cyberpunk 2078. <laughs> <laughs> I'd play it again. <laughs> i got to play it once. Um, now, let's do our last segment, which is kind of a new segment. It's yeah. a, a review segment. I'm so excited for this. We've been kind of stacking up quite a few reviews of things we've either seen or play that we kind of have not been able to get to in our normal podcast time. Um, so we're actually going to do that right now. And uh, Chris, uh, I think that you have a really good review because you actually went to the movie theater. No, you didn't go to the theater, did you? No, God, no. Of course not. You, <laughs> you, actually, wild. you actually turned on your TV and you grabbed the popcorn <laughs> and you watched a three hour long movie. I did. I did without the popcorn. I haven't eaten popcorn in years. I love popcorn. Um, yeah, I guess it's stuck in my teeth. I don't like the feeling. I, don't like I that love feeling. that too. That's why I floss. <laughs> well, I floss, but I still hate it. <laughs> it's the kernels, you know? They get, mm-hmm. stuck, they get stuck in there. Yep. But yeah, so I did watch The Batman on HBO Max. Woohoo! Um, it was a damn good film. Hell and yeah. so, like, for me, it was, it, was, it was one of my favorite Batmans, um, only because I like some of the older ones a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Batman, like some people don't like it, but I like, I really like Batman forever. I just, it's just what it is. I just, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, it's like a classic to me. Um, but, um, fair, yeah, yeah, they're, um, I really like the, like the character design. So like, um, like you guys spoke about Batman is way more of a detective than he's been in like, ever, yes. <laughs> ever. So good to see in a theatrical release, at least. Um, it's, it really like played to like I've got to say the actor he's he's a scrawny dude, 
but he he did well for Batman. (laughs) Yes, he that guy just looks dead. Like it just his he's just got this pale ass face. That's why he played a perfect like I think he was a vampire, (laughs) um, in the uh, Twilight series or whatever, um, but or whatever he was in, I forget. But um, yeah, he looks like dead, and I I couldn't see him as Batman. But then like like they started do he started doing like the investigating. I was like he does this very well, um. It was it was really cool. I really loved how they made the the Batman much more realistic. Like the, his car wasn't like some insane piece of tech that just doesn't exist. <laughs> it was very like it was, realistic. Yes, it was like a it was like a muscle car if I remember yeah. correctly. Dude, it looked um, fucking sick. Yeah, it looked it looked like something I could actually buy if I really wanted to, which mm. was really cool. Um so I I really like that the um the uh like villains like the um uh <laughs> oh boy the Riddler yeah, oh yeah the Riddler uh the Riddler that was, was, that, so was oh, that was fun that was fun that guy is very creepy <laughs> uh, dude Paul Dano is amazing is that the that's the actor who plays the Riddler yeah that that's the actor who played um the Riddler the Penguin right yeah no Colin okay. Farrell pay, played Penguin no yeah who? Colin Who was the other one? No, Paul Dano was Riddler. Yes. Riddler. Colin, okay. Yes, Colin Farrell was Penguin. Colin Farrell, you recognize from Fantastic Beast. Gotcha. Gotcha. I, I really actually love Detective Gordon. Um, he, or Jim Gordon. Yeah, Jim Gordon. Um, so he actually, I don't know if you guys have ever seen it. Um, there's this show on HBO Max called Westworld. Yeah, I love Westworld. It's so good. Yeah, he he was he was straight from that <laughs> to to Batman. I was like, oh, this is a cool. We'll see him in something like this. This is great. He was also um, in James Bond movies. I've seen very few James Bond movies, yeah, if any a, at he all. Was a, he was an, he was an, I think all the Daniel Craig ones. He was the American uh, CIA agent. Oh, was he? oh, that's cool. But yeah, yeah. The overall, I, I really enjoyed it, and it was nice because it wasn't just yo. Know, I'm just gonna fight the world and get my back broken and somehow come back from that and beat someone that should have murdered you. <laughs> I'm glad you liked it. Cause I actually thought it was a pretty good Batman film. Yeah. It, it, I yeah. would, I would say like the Batman with Robert Pattinson is like my number two in terms of uh, favorite Batman live action films. I can totally that? see that without a doubt. Yeah, what Joel, is your number one, by the way? Oh, dark Knight. Christian Bale. Fair enough. Fair enough. Because, uh, you know, Joker with Heath Ledger is just that good. Chris, how yeah. many, out of five uninformed gamers, how many uninformed gamers would you give to Batman? I get a four and a half. Ooh. Four and a half un, out of uninformed gamers. Now, this is where we need a sound. Bam, 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 bam. I would agree with that rating. I would agree, too. Yeah. I think that that's yeah. a fair rating. No, seriously, because yeah. uh, I was damn close to giving it a perfect 10, but there was just a few minor grievances I had with the movie overall. So I, I gave it, I think I gave it like a 9.75 out of 10. Still, yeah. still pretty close. Uh, Mason, do you have anything you would like to review? I do. It's going to be a, a shorter one, uh, but I got a chance to watch a n- new anime movie on Netflix 
uh, produced by Studio Wit. And you might recognize that studio name because they worked on Attack on Titan. They worked on Vinland Saga. They worked on um, this new anime called Spy Family. Love that anime. Oh, so good. Uh, my wife and I are currently watching Spy Family, and we are loving it. But Studio Wit, they are a up-and-comer in the animation field. Like They first founded in 2012, so they're relatively uh, young in terms of, of a studio. But they have like clout uh, in terms of their style. Like They just... Uh, they produce like hit after hit after hit, like ranking of Kings. They, they did that too. Wow. Um, Ancient Magus bride, Cabinari of the iron fortress, mm-hmm. like a lot of uh, heavy hitting titles. So I was super stoked about this because I love this animation studio. And it was also directed by Tetsuhiro Araki, who is the creator of attack on Titan and death note. So, hell yeah. So, it's got some heavy hitters. Music was by Hiroyuki Sawano. For those listening, you should know who that is because he did all of the music for Attack on Titan. Of course, yeah, yeah. Like, basically, anybody who's anybody that worked on Attack on Titan worked on this movie. So, I was like, I was so hype to watch this film. It's called Bubble, and you can watch it on Netflix if you so desire. Bubble. Uh, yeah, it's called it's called Bubble, but um, my review though is not quite as glowing as my praise for these individuals. Oh. Because the movie itself, I'm sorry to say, was disappointing. Oh. Yeah, it was. It was. I felt so bad for reviewing it like so poorly because. It's one of the best looking anime films I have ever watched. Like it is straight up like jaw dropping, gorgeous, beautiful. Like it, it is seriously like a um, it, it's an accomplishment and an achievement in terms of like animation and cinematography, like the way that they manipulate the camera. It's like it's truly like a masterclass in that regard. But like everything else was terrible like (laughs) everything else was terrible like it had no like no plot no story no characterization it was very hard to follow so like if you're an anime fan i would recommend it just as like to appreciate the animation and like the soundtrack as well and and cinematography but everything else you can kind of just be like forget about Hmm. I would get into like a full in-depth review of it, but um, my in-depth review is a little long. Well, that's all right. Feel free to share that. Like, um, we can put it on the Twitter page. Yeah. So I'll I'll uh, I'll link it to you on uh, Facebook. I'll I'll tag you. All right. Uh, Sounds good. Mind if I give you guys a quick review before we call it? Yeah. Sure. I don't think I ever reviewed Gran Turismo, did I? I uh, think you did. No, you did. You did. Okay. There yeah. Sweet. Because I was about to say, now that I've had time to think about it and play it with the wheel, I might have changed. My, my, my opinion might have changed. Okay. Uh, so you hated it originally. <laughs> I Yeah, I hated it originally. 
and I'm starting to turn the page, I now believe I'm starting to think that it is just okay. If I okay, if I had given, I mean that, that's better than hating it. Yeah, um, because once you have the racing wheel, it makes the game a lot more enjoyable, a lot more competitive. But if you just have a controller, the game is terrible. Mm. It's, it's <laughs> terrible. It's boring. It's repetitive. The pricing is terrible. But if you actually have a racing wheel and the full racing cockpit, it is actually somewhat enjoyable. The uh, licensing tests on this game are fucking impossible. Like, I will literally redo the same license 30, 40 times in a row just to get mm. damn. And I will be 0.01 second away from getting gold every single time. So That's crazy. I'm, I'm bumping Gran Turismo 7 up to 300 form gamers. Because at first it was a 1. I'm bumping up to 3. Okay. So yeah, it's, so it's palatable. Yeah, it's it's average. It's yeah. average at best. But that is all the time that we currently have. I would love to thank every single one of our listeners for tuning in, listening to us, and spending the evening with us. Oh, yeah. If, Heck yeah. Yeah. If you like what we do, be sure to give us a like on either the Spotify store. Be sure to share with your friends. Review us on Apple Podcasts. We're basically anywhere you listen to podcasts, by the way. Uh, guys, feel free to do your sign off. Mason, if you want to go first. Yeah, I am Mason, also known as Rad Dreams from Rad Dreams Review. Uh, hopefully I'll be posting up some more content here soon. I, I've taken a bit of a brief hiatus from posting like videos for about a month or so because things have just been insane in terms of my schedule. So I do hope to be more active there. So feel free to give me a follow there. And uh, last Lastly, before you guys give your sign-offs, uh, good news. I was able to finally figure out my Twitch. Hey. Woo. So good news. Uh, Chris, you know, I Chameleon took some time out of his schedule to try to help me with it. Um, we were unsuccessful initially. And then after we got off the phone, I had like a day off and was able to explore it more and was able to kind of like ascertain uh, the issues. So, uh, look forward to, uh, some Twitch streams at rad underscore dreams on Twitch. Awesome. And, uh, I am chameleon. Yeah. You can find me at chameleon games on Twitter or, uh, twitch.tv slash I chameleon. I, and I am Devin also known as darkness tiger. You can find me controlling the Twitter page at uninformed gamers. Again, if you like what we do, be sure to send us a tweet, send us a private message, let us know in some capacity, and be sure to share with your friends. As always, we will catch you next time. Thank you so much for joining us. Bye. Later. Peace.